happy to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. If you would, let's all stand together. Let's unify together as a body of Christ. And let's give God all the praise and all the glory that He is so very deserving of. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Have your way in this service tonight, God. Lord, I pray our hearts and our minds be receptive to your word tonight, Jesus. There's an anthem rising from the ashes. There's an army rising up today. Let the praises ring from every mountain. Hear the nations lifting up your Let's go. 
present some needs to the Lord, the only one that can move, the only one that can save, the only one that can touch your need. What we do is sometimes we look at names on a prayer request sheet and we just believe that that is a list of needs of bad things going on. What it is, it's a list of opportunities to God to move in our world. That every single name we look at is an opportunity for God to heal, for God to move, for God to restore. And so when we begin to look and we get to see the names on the overhead and say, I've got a lot of opportunities for my God to be great. I've got a lot of opportunities in my life for my God to be great. And so I'm going to allow him to be good. I'm going to present every need to him tonight. So right now we have some specific needs. We have the names on the overhead. But we have some opportunities that we're wanting to bring before the Lord today. That we have Bethany Anderson, Tracy Watkins, David and Denise Bell, Pat Cochran and the family, Trevor Mitts, Nita Goforth, Brother and Sister Proctor. And I believe Brother Charles Fleming is in the house tonight. A lot of prayers have headed that direction from this family grateful to see you here and we have Joanne Taylor and we have Howard Woods that we're going to present as well and if you have any need in your body tonight we encourage you to step forward in faith the ministers will anoint you with oil and pray with you and for you and there's been a scripture that's and it's Psalms 23 a lot of us know it and But verse 5 is what's really been, for some reason, weeks been on my mind. And maybe it'll be a sermon. So if I say it on Youth Sunday, just forget about it. But it says that thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And I've always thought about, like, you know, that's great. And I just kind of move on. But realizing lately that he's saying he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So, yes, there's a... There's opposition, yes, there's things surrounding me, but he prepares a table. But nothing in the scripture says that we eat from the table. It's assumed. But how many times have we been young and we've our parents have prepared a table for us and we decided we weren't hungry? And we went on and we didn't take what was presented before us. But how so how many times has God presented and prepared a table for us in the presence of your enemies? And we decided I'm just a little tired and so I'm not going to eat. But what I'm telling you right now is in the presence of God right now, there is a table that is prepared for you. A table not of just earthly food, but of healing, of deliverance, of restoration. Are you going to eat? Yeah, I'm in the presence of my enemies. Yeah, I'm surrounded. Yes, I'm hurting. But my Lord has prepared a table for me. My Lord has prepared healing for me. My Lord has prepared something for me. And I'm not going home hungry. I'm not going home wishing I had something in my stomach. But I'm leaving healed. I'm leaving restored. I'm leaving changed. And so right now, that table is here. The chairs are pulled out, ready for you to take a seat. And ministers are going to pray with you, for you, anoint you, and there's going to be healing. You're going to walk out of your field and change. And so, Father, right now, I'm not leaving here hungry. God, it was not your will that I leave here lacking and wanting. But God, I pray that you fill me up tonight. God, I pray that you feel every need. You move on every body. You heal every mind, every spirit, every marriage, every financial situation. In Jesus' name, that your will be done. Amen. Over every life, 
situation and over every nation every enemy is conquered every stronghold is brought down I speak victory I speak victory I like this next part we're bringing home every son and daughter rulers of darkness have to bow I speak let's run that back let's run that back I speak victory we're bringing home every son and daughter rulers of darkness have to bow I speak victory I'm claiming some victory over some lost sons and daughters tonight we're bringing home Rulers of darkness have to bow. I speak victory. I speak victory. We're bringing home every son and daughter. The rulers of darkness have to bow. I speak victory.
of the Lord is here tonight. He's already moving into our hearts. And it's because of a willing vessel and an open and a receptive vessel that we get to see these great outpourings of God. I'm so grateful for a church that is reactive and responsive to God's movement. Thank you, church, for everything you do and everything you're doing in this community. We are touching lives bit by bit. Pastor tells us we press towards the mark. Here a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon precept. We're not going to win all over Lamar County and just tonight and tomorrow. But through our collective efforts and your continuing steadfast consecration to God, that is how we will win them over through prayer and dedication. Thank you, church. I commend each and every one of us. At this time, if we could, please have the ushers come. word for us tonight let's continue to keep our hearts open because God is here and moving Lord I pray that you would bless this offering this tithe and this offering Lord I pray that you would bless these people God I thank you so much for everything you're doing and everything you've already done God you will continually have our praise and our thanks and our gratitude, not because of what you're doing, God, but simply because of who you are. Oh, God, we pray that your will would be done in our lives, God, even when it makes no sense, even when it doesn't match the timetable of our lives, God, your will be done, Jesus. Oh, in your great name, Jesus. Yes, I will worship. 
I am confident that God has heard the prayer of every person of faith. It is impossible for him to lie. And he said that his ear was not heavy, that he would hear you in the day of trouble. He knows the troubled situations of all that's going on in the political world. He is very conscious of the spiritual limitations that have been put on different settings in our world. But as you well know, fire spreads. And he is going to create the wind of the spirit that's going to carry the fire against the powers of darkness and hell. It's going to saturate the souls of men and women who put their life on the altar. And the glory of revival has not yet been seen at its maximum. I'm hoping that Wednesday night we could take advantage of some of our youth ministers for a few minutes and I failed to think about it earlier, but if Brother Aaron can be here and Brother Stephen can be here and Brother Sterling can be here, I'm looking forward to having a little fellowship meeting. Years ago, we had fellowship meetings and they were all really great. So that's a great possibility for this Wednesday night. So come expecting, come praying, and uh, pray for your young people that the echo of the revival spirit of men with vision and empowerment are going to help us. So tonight, I thrill at the opportunity of the name, the blood, the power of the resurrection don't you enjoy what's already happened in this meeting well what a glory I thrill at the word of the Lord that is ready and available it's easy to quote the statement you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free well as in almost every case, making you free is making you so full of his word that you are in the process of the structure of the vision of God. So I'm going to read to you a little bit of Joel, the second chapter, verse 23 with those things in mind. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. Catch this now, for he hath given you the former rain moderately. In other words, you haven't seen all I'm going to do, he's saying. And he will cause to come down for you the rain and the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floors shall be full of wheat, and the fats shall overflow with wine, 
and oil. And then watch this. I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten. In other words, every prayer you've ever prayed, every desire you've ever matured, and every promise that you have accepted. He said, I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm. And then he confesses, my great army, which I sent among you. And I am aware that I have touched on several of these things and not very far back, but I want to focus tonight on some special thought patterns. Verse 27, and you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. It's one thing to feel his presence. It's another thing to know he's working in your life. And so now he's bold-facing it, underscoring, italicizing, and saying, I will do what I said, and you will know that I am in the midst of Israel, Israel being the children of God. You've you got to understand when you talk about Israel, spiritual Israel or Israel, that is God's children. And that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. There's coming a point at which the saturation of revival spirit will climatize in our heart and mind and put inside of every one of us the realization that we are not only close to the end, we are actually finishing the finale of his kingdom on earth that will soon be removed to the heavenlies. So it's, it's almost unprecedented in the sense that even though these have been written, we are now looking face to face with the Antichrist. We are looking face to face with the horrors of things going on that we never dreamed would occur in our world. Ladies and gentlemen, it is with joy that I bring to you tonight more of the same, the same God, the same promise, the same glory, and the same future. I am not ashamed to keep preaching the thing that is going to occur. Verse 1, uh, 22 and 1 of Exodus. If a man shall steal an ox or a sheep and kill it or sell it, he shall restore five oxen for an ox and four sheep for a sheep. What God is trying to forecast to us when things go wrong there will be multiples of things that go right. That is one of the greatest realizations coming from the book of Exodus. Psalms, David's 
thought patterns are transformed by this enormous power of God, victory, glory, wisdom, knowledge. And so he says in Psalms 51 and 8, make me to hear joy. And if anybody ever needed to put themselves in that position, it is us and now. Make it happen. Make me aware. Make me to be what you wanted me to be. And so you're hearing this man say, make me to hear joy. Make me to hear gladness. That the bones, the structure which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins. Blot out my history and iniquities. Create in me a cleaner heart. Oh God, and renew in me a full or right spirit for the promises that you're trying to give to us. And so he says, Restore to me the joy of salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then, watch this now, then will I teach transgressors thy ways. There is going to be a revival of teaching the people that are transgressing. They are going to be a more appealing to the light because they have lived in darkness so long they're going to come to you. And David is saying that make me to feel and to sense and to be restored in every bit of this. Jeremiah, we close with the scripture reading in here, verse chapter 30, verse 16. Therefore, all they that devour thee shall be devoured. If you think that something's been gnawing on you and trying to get your glory and get your victory and get you down, let me tell you, that which has tried to devour thee you're going to literally experience a revival of spiritual energy like they had in the Garden of Eden and you are going to be able to speak and the word do the work. The spirit and the blood do the work. Ladies and gentlemen, I wouldn't give up my position in the kingdom of God right now for anything. We've come too far to turn around now. We have come this far by faith, by the preaching of the word, by the prayers of the saints. And we're not about to give in and quit. There's going to be more church. There's going to be more and greater preaching. There is going to be more and greater entertaining of the people out yonder. And we are going to canvas this county. In the name of the Lord Jesus, would you stand and bleed the blood over this whole East Texas area? God let it be so. Let the revival fire burn and help us to bring the bloodline to the front line and help us to bring the glory of heaven to earth and help us, God, to reality in Jesus Christ to curse the darkness in the power.
me, as you're seated, let me finish that one scripture. I will heal thee of all thy wounds because they called you an outcast. In other words, the people took and made fun of you because your God seemed to be on vacation. But he's saying this is going to turn around and they're going to have to eat their curses. It is phenomenal. So Galatians 6 and 1, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual are going to have power to restore such an one and the spirit of meekness considering yourself lest thou also be tempted and we are going to bear one another's burden and that is the fullness of the church age. That means that we are going to be in one mind, one accord with the mighty God in the heavens and earth is going to feel the impact. I come to you tonight for a few minutes. I don't intend to preach long. I preach to you that word of God because I believe that it has a way of creating a canal where the wisdom and the spirit of God produce in our lives that which he is talking about. So I want to say again tonight, the name of this message is the awesomeness of revival. I tried to share with you several settings. Those are not all of the promises that he has. But I tried to give to us a performance level of his knowledge of our need. And in that setting, he is going to set a fire in our spirit if we will put the wood or the heart on the altar. The flames of power and glory are going to create a level of holiness and righteousness and peace and joy and the devil won't be able to break the bondage that we share with the glorious Christ and the Messiah. Ladies and gentlemen, I am bound to him. I am not in fear of being in bondage to him. I'm in fear of being in bondage to this flesh. I'm fearful to be in the flesh and to walk in the flesh and to live in the flesh. And that's why he says, crucify the flesh and the lust thereof and bind yourself with the blood and the name and the authority of the word and don't let the devil break the chain. So in that setting, we have already watched the exemplary completeness of God's ability to break down things that were in the Old Testament and things that were in the New Testament, look like those that had conflicting interest with his interest. He has no problem with overcoming. He overcame death, hell, and the grave, and those are the, the things that most everybody is fearful of. And so we can joyfully get up in the mornings and know whether I live or whether I die, I am the Lord's, and the resurrection has already been proven. If I go the way of the grave, that when the trump of God shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the victory that overcomes every social system that is negative toward the word and the spirit. Praise God. So, I encourage you. A revival is a restaging 
of a stage production after its original run has closed. Acts, the second chapter, won't be repeated there, but it will be repeated here. Wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, I will show up. And so, ladies and gentlemen, the revival of powerful, glorious, wonderful, overwhelming victories is going to take place. The condition of being revived, a restoration to use, acceptance, activity, or vigor after a period of obscurity or quiescence. These are things that men have tried to write that to give a panorama of what revival really is. A time of reawakened interest in God. A meeting or series of meetings for the purpose of reawakening religious faith or godly faith often characterized by impassioned preaching and public testimonies. Anybody got a testimony? Would you stand up and shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is a stage set for your testimony. Uh, hallelujah. A meeting or series of meetings for all of the above. A law renewal of validity or effect. That law of the spirit is what he's talking about. As of a contract or a judicial decision. Let me tell you, when Jesus Christ went to the cross, he was making a spiritual and judicial destiny come alive. He understood it would be painful. He understood his blood would flow. He understood that he would bear the hate and the criminal activities that went on. But what he also knew at that one moment was that if I die, I am going to rise again just as much as he has promised us that same promise. We live in realization that he showed us a living witness of dying out in the flesh because he understood the rhythm, the harmony of the God of heaven and he understood wounded, bleeding, hurting, painful, took him off the cross, stuffed him in a grave. But he said, let me just tell you, all that's gonna be over pretty quick. In three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, I'm coming out. And don't you know they were shocked beyond word when that revival happened with the one God, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He had already promised them, you do what you want to do with this flesh. But let me tell you, I got a new body waiting on me just a few days beyond here. And I am going to come again. And I am going to come in a spirit. I am 
am going to come in the power of the Holy Ghost and I am going to be in you and you are going to be in me a new creation and we are going to work together in harmony and we are going to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy and nothing shall be any claiming on your life and on your future and on your destiny you are my bride you are my people and my name is in your heart Oh, I wish somebody'd stand up and praise him for the name that's above every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. At the name of Jesus, every tongue shall confess. And I'm confessing tonight, there is none other person or pain people that I'm looking for to get me out of this mess. I am not looking up. I am looking up. I am looking up. My Redeemer is up in the heavens and he's looking down and he's said, come, call, I will be with you. Oh, praise God. Would you pray for your neighbor right now? Would you pray for somebody close to you right now? We're going to have revival till it's over. In the name of Jesus, I cry out by the blood, by the word those listening online, that the angels surround their homes, those that are in this place, that the glory cloud rise to superiority in their heart and their mind, and that the victor, the victor of, of all of this, Jesus Christ, gets the glory. Praise the name of the Lord. God bless you as you're seated. As you're seated, I want you to say it. It will all happen. And you need to tell yourself that every time you feel any kind of weakness, he has never lied. He is, it's impossible for him to lie. And it's his word, not my word. I'm just telling you what he's saying. I'm just telling you what he's promising. I couldn't give you all of this stuff, but I can give you his word on it. And the word of the Lord stands sure and a firm foundation, and it can't fall apart. It has never fallen apart. The sun still comes up just like it always has. The moon still comes up just like it does. Oxygen still comes just like it does. The devil has tried to deteriorate every bit of that and he's tried to falsify the God that puts all of that in heaven and all of this on earth. God is not false. He is from everlasting to everlasting and he is here in this building tonight. It will happen. What he says is going to happen. Whether it is while a person is in jail or sickness or being criticized or scheduled for death, he is their Lord if they have made him so. Peter was in, pr in prison, a lady with the issue of blood, Paul being threatened with his life on a ship bound and headed for Rome. It happened. 
It happened to Rahab during an attack by her nation's enemy. It happened for Elisha while they were besieged. It happened for Samson while he was in prison and serving a sentence under the Philistines. It happened for Israel while they were in slavery. It happened for Bartimaeus who stretched his faith against all the railings. Ladies and gentlemen, it's about to happen again. I said it's about to happen again. It's about to happen again. When you look in that mirror tomorrow and you tell yourself it's going to happen again. When you look at your future and the prayers that you have prayed over your kids and over your neighbors, tell yourself it's going to happen again. It's impossible for him to promise us that he's going to send a revival in the last days and him not come through with it, sweetheart. Let me tell you, look up. Your Redeemer is looking down. Look up. You people that are suffering different privations, looking unto Jesus, the author, but he He's the finisher of our faith. That's not some pragmatic thing. That is the word of the Lord. And then that I can dance. I can shout. I can enjoy living in the middle of all the hell that's going on. There is inside of us a universal God that is from everlasting to everlasting. And he's from up in heaven. And he's been to hell. And he knows how to get anybody out that wants out. Victory for God is a regular fair. Faith contracts the regularity of God. Confidence, God has no problem with that. Being confident of this one thing, he which hath promised is able to perform it. And he did. Guess what? The revival is going to happen. I just want to make sure I'm in on it. I'm not willing to give up now. The old song says it. I've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord. I'm not giving my position up now. I'm not failing and falling down and coming apart because everything hadn't happened that I wanted it to already happen. I've already looked at some of the years that have gone by and the cankerworm got part of it and the caterpillar got part of it. But he said, I'm going to, I'm going to restore all that the canker worm got. I'm going to restore all the worm that the caterpillar got. I am going to restore anybody that even had a hint of wanting to be a part of my church, my body. I am going to send a revival to the jails. I'm going to send a revival to the heathen. I'm going to send a revival to those who are gone astray so far that people average looking at them would say there's nothing to it. There's no way God can do that. If God could get Lazarus out of a grave, he can get your kids out of a grave. You don't you let your worries and your fears overcome 
overcome your established relationship with the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the blood, the only blood that can redeem all men and the word which can furnish us a path of power. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to shout on top of the devil and let the world hear the echo of the body of Christ. We are not pitiful. We are powerful. We are not neglected. We are loved. Enemies disappeared in the Red Sea. Imaginations in Syria where God put a microphone at the feet of four lepers. Rocks turned into water fountains. Blessings of strength and endowment come from nearly nowhere. Manna falls where it needs to fall. Water turns into wine when God's available. Battles give way to strength and promotion such as Joseph who ne they never intended for him to rise to such levels. And there's some of you here that are going to be a Joseph somewhere. You are going to be in charge where you used to be having looked at just a little bit of a, a pitiful person. God's going to put you in charge of big stuff. Don't you ever forfeit your future in Jesus Christ now. Don't you let the enemy put you in a situation now and tell you about all the weak areas of your life. I'm here to preach to you tonight. It's time to take hold of the little crumb and to let the Spirit of the Lord raise up that crumb to be halabahanda, such strength and power. You can look at the devil tomorrow morning and say, get behind me, Satan. I am in the bloodline. I am in the Holy Ghost. I am in the covenant. I am in the posture of the church. I am... Yeah, I am is in my hands. I am, I am is in my mind. I am, I am is in my hands and feet and mind and they are going to work together to reach out and to study some little blue-suited boy. Can you dance? Try it. Skip, skip. There you go. The devil says you're not going to make it. But pastor says, God said, you're going to make it. You sit there by that young youth pastor and you listen to him preach and you let him lead you into prayer chambers and sweetheart, get a hang on it. Don't you let the world mess you up now. I'm here to tell you God's ready to fix you up. I said God is ready to fix you up. He's going to give you the desire of your heart. This revival is going to sweep. You say, Pastor Meyer, I've been hearing that 40 years. I've been preaching it 40 years. <laughs> I'm not tired of preaching it. Because he is from everlasting to everlasting. How could you be worried about 40 years when, or maybe even 80? If I get to struggle on up to 80, what's the big deal about that? He said, the grave is not the termination point. That's just your finale in the flesh. But all of these days, I'm going to call life back to that grave. And Robert L. Meyer, you come home, boy. It's been a long time, and I want you up here ruling and reigning with me. Oh, Kandayalabahaya. I'm about to get drunk and intoxicated on my own preaching. 
blessings of strength and endowment come from nearly nowhere. Water turns into wine. Battles give way to strength and promotions. And I think I've already said all that. Somebody say awesomeness of revival. I wish you'd tell your neighbor awesomeness of revival. He said in the last days, I'm going to revive all of my works. Hang on till we get there. Following the spirit, the word of God. Activating faith every day. Children of Israel leaving Egypt under the leadership. God raises up an anointing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's no time to touch God's anointed. It is time for us to pray for the anointed that God will cause them if they lose their position that they will walk out and it won't be a trouble knowing. The battle is not yours. It is mine, saith the Lord. I'm going to restore all cares and worries have been put on the Father or the source of everything. We have done what we could, so we expect the harvest of the supernatural. Leprosy cured. Blindness gives way to vision. Years of crippleness gives way to new sinew. Brother, uh, Charles, would you stand one more time? It's a beautiful miracle to pastor. We have prayed for you that you could be in this service. And I want you to know this is not the end. We love you. And thank you for marrying right. God bless you. Go ahead and be seated. Is this your grandkid up here? Can you stand? Can you take a lap for him? Just, just around this area. I don't want you to get carried away. We are a terror to hell. That's good enough. I want you to know this service is a terror to the devil. This what's happening here tonight is a terror to the enemies. This is happening tonight and it's going to keep happening because we're going to terrorize hell. Hell's not going to terrorize us. We have made the change and we're headed into the future with the blood, with the name, with the word, and with the scepter. I'm here to tell you the king has crowned and he is going to give us all the strength that we need. Y'all go ahead and bring a song up here. I didn't even intend to preach this long. I tried to write it down so I could govern myself. But I knew if I ever got talking about revival, there's no place to stop. My heart is burning like fire. Can hardly stand the possibility of some who have given up their faith and are leaving the anchor area, the body of Christ. So I want us to take advantage of our ability to pray. And the Bible uses it this term those who are weak in the faith. When anybody is walking away from covenantal 
promises. It's not because they wanted to lose it. They just got weak in the faith. I wish you'd take the hand of somebody close and say, I am going to strengthen you the best I can. And I promise you as the pastor of this assembly, I am going to do everything I can to elevate your faith because he didn't put that in there because it would never happen. He put it in there because he knew it would happen, that faith could get weak. But he said, I will be with you. So exercising yourself to godliness, spirits, and forcing the issue will produce the greatest faith that will produce the greatest future. And I'd like for you just to sit for a few minutes as they sing and contemplate your heart, your mind, and your head. And make sure before you stop praying in the next four or five minutes, you don't have to pray all night to get it done. But pour out an honest heartbeat to him. His ear is not heavy. He's listening. And nobody's going to get ahead of you. Nobody's going to get behind. He's got the angels recording your prayers. Sing it. And that is all that matters. Thank you, Father. Said that you won't forsake me. Thank you, Father. You're right beside me, and that is all that matters. You are the covenant keeping God. You are the covenant keeping God.
Turn.
Oh
Away. 